0: Welcome to Faith Foundation's Discipleship Podcast. I am your host, Gwen McCaslin, for this Discipleship Series. Welcome to the second half of Podcast 102. Um, And I'm getting used to doing these, so (laughs) you'll feel me. Hopefully I'll get a little bit better at this and more smooth as we go along. But So we ended with the question of, okay, so if we have all of these Jewish scribes that are uh, fully convinced that this is God's word, and they are going to the lengths they're going to be this careful to to copy it and make other copies. Shouldn't it bear out in the evidence? Well, the answer is overwhelmingly yes. And this is another place where we are going to see how amazing and miraculous God's word really is. So here's how we figure out the accuracy of what we have now um, what we do in studying books of antiquity is that we look at all of the the pieces and and fragments and copies that we actually have found and we study the earliest copies we have which would be the ones that are the closest to those autographs and if you remember an autograph is the actual, uh, product that was written by the biblical author and so that first copy is called the autograph and they were written on papyrus and they were not they did not have a long lifespan and so that's why we have this need to copy the scriptures because those documents would have worn out quickly they were reeds from the river that were kind of pasted um Together, much like paper, uh, they would have been layered and they were rather tough, but over time they would break down, especially with much use. And so how we date and look for the accuracy of um, a text uh, or a book of antiquity is that we look for the earliest copies. So the copies that are the closest to when those original autographs would have been written. This kind of works a little bit like the game of telephone in theory, okay? I don't know if any of you have played telephone as a kid where somebody, you're sitting all in a line and somebody whispers a message in somebody's ear and then that person turns and tells the next person and on down it goes until you get to the end. And it was always fun for the person on the end to share what they heard, what, what was told to them, um, and then to compare it with the original message. And so what you would see is this very clear uh, example of human error, of misunderstanding, of misinterpretation um, along the way. Um, and so words would be changed and things would change and that kind of thing. Okay, so in theory, that represents human error. Okay, so we would expect going at this with human error, that from those earliest manuscripts to what we've had now, there would be some changes, some errors that we would find in what we have in in the newer stuff, okay, so to speak. Um, However, this is absolutely not the case with scripture. The accuracy that they are finding is over 99% accurate. Just to kind of give you guys the understanding, um, the amount of copies that we have drowns every other book of antiquity out there. Um, For example, book by Plato, there's only seven copies. (laughs) Seven copies. For scripture, we have, um, of the New Testament alone, we have close to 27,000 portions or manuscripts of it, 27,000. Okay, the book that is the closest is Homer's Iliad, which I think I read in middle school, high school. So most of us are exposed to that through public education. So that book, there are only about six to 700 copies of it that we know of in existence. And its accuracy is about 95% from the oldest to the youngest copies so um i would say that the people copying the new testament did an astounding job okay so let's let's go back and review kind of the extent that they would have gone with this um Okay. Because they took all of those steps that we talked about. Um, They would do things like every time they came to the word Jehovah, they would stop, they would wash their bodies and they would clear their pen. Um, They would do things like count all of the words on a page and all of the letters on that page to make sure they had the right number. And then they would look for that middle letter and that middle word, and that middle paragraph to make sure that it was exactly the same as the original they were copying from. The extent that they went to be that careful shows up in the evidence. Shows up in the evidence. The, the only variances we have are changes in spelling, but none of those, or punctuation, I think was the other one too, none of those differences change any of the intent of it, the passage, the meaning, um, what's being communicated. They do not change the point or any facet of the text in its understanding. That is amazing to me how God has preserved his word so faithfully through man in a way that totally... uh, takes care of human error. He, he removes human error completely from the process of passing scripture down through the years. Now I want to explain a couple of things about how we know that more fully after finding the Dead Sea Scrolls. Um, back in about ni- the 1940s, a young shepherd boy stumbled upon a cave that had all of these big, big earthen jars with scrolls in it. Um, And so as they've explored those, they've called them the Dead Sea Scrolls. And um, what the Dead Sea Scrolls have given us is full manuscripts for the entire Old Testament except for the book of Esther. And in some cases, multiple copies of these Old Testament books. For example, Deuteronomy has 25 intact, full, well-preserved copies. And so we're not working on fragments anymore. We have the entire complete books intact. But the thing about these is that these manuscripts were a thousand years closer to those autographs than the oldest fragments we had up to that point. And so basically what happened with those Dead Sea Scrolls is that in comes this flood of evidence that, to be honest, we haven't even explored fully yet as a Christian community. Um, The researchers have not fully explored these as much as they need to. So they're in process and working on this. So um, as they go through that, we'll have more and more ways that, you know, uh, we see how faithful Uh, these scribes were, to passing on uh, and making copies of what was in front of them. So, all right, so let's think about that a little bit, okay? A thousand years closer to the time it was actually written. When those Dead Sea Scrolls were compared to their thousand-year-older counterparts, there was no significant differences, none, none. Now, I want you to understand that's Old Testament, So let's talk about New Testament now for just a minute. The oldest New Testament manuscripts. Now, you have to understand with the New Testament, it would have been written between 45 and 100 A.D., okay? So how close would we have of our oldest copies? So the autographs were written between 45 and 100. Now remember, those autographs are the first original copies, okay? So we have New Testament within... 25 years to 50 years of the original copies. Um, If we're talking full books, we have within a hundred years of those originals. So 25 to 50 years between the autographs and the portions that we have. So we have some really old portions and that's pretty normal for biblical history that we'll have pieces and portions of manuscripts Um, because keep in mind, they were fragile and they break down over time. So, but we have actual full books intact up to a hundred years within uh, from the time that they were written. And then we have most of the New Testament, we have a full copy of it within a hundred and fifty years of what's written. And so of the actual full entire New Testament, we have a copy of the full thing um, that is about 225 years from the original. So that's astounding. That's astounding. But to look at that and to know that we have pieces that we can verify from within 25 to 50 years of the original author, I'm like, you have to think about that. Um, John writes his gospel at, um, and revelations at about 80 to 90 B.C., contemporary people would have been alive at the time of the earliest portions we have currently able to hold in our hands and look at. That's amazing. Contemporaries of his time, people that would have been alive in his lifetime, would have literally maybe handled what we've got. Who knows? But, you know, to, to think of it that way, that we're within 25 to 50 years of the writer's Uh, That's incredible for me. And to be able to look at those copies and to look at subsequent manuscripts and to be able to see the level of accuracy being 99% and higher, um, higher than 99% accuracy, you know, to be able to look at it and trust that. Now, the thing I want the listener to understand on this is that the accuracy of Scripture and the authority of Scripture is being attacked Today, this day and age, harder um, than it's been in years. There's been some real people that have kind of stepped to the forefront to really attack the um, accuracy of scripture and the foundation of using it as the authority. And so I wanted to spend a little bit of time just giving you that kind of root because if we're going to grow in Christ, we have to be in his word. And in order to live the Christian life and to be able to look at God's word and go, it is the word of God. It is the authority that I need to live my life off of. We need to sometimes understand that it's been preserved in crazy ways, that it is a miraculous book and how it's put together, that and how it's organized and how it's been preserved over the years. This isn't just God sending his word out and then he's taking hands off. You can definitely see that the way he has protect protected and preserved his word for us defies human error. It defies what you'd expect. And so, you know, this book should be a mess, and it isn't. It should be full of errors after it's been copied so many times, kind of like our telephone game. But it's not. It is more than 99% accurate. So when you come to God's Word, understand that this has been preserved to ridiculous extents, that but us being able to go back and walk and understand, we're not going to fully grasp, but we can wrap our minds around some of it to understand the lengths that God has has gone to to preserve his word. This has been Faith Foundations, and I'm Gwen. And like I always tell you guys, don't take my word for it. Do a little bit of research. Look for yourselves. Um, I will tell you, Answers in Genesis has a lot of really awesome articles about this very thing. Um, There is a lot of places that you can find the information I've shared. I want you guys to find these details for yourself. I hope, like you're going to hear us say often, don't take our word for it. Open the word.